make it uncomfortable. Compete every day, man. His spirit, I find it hard to be matched. Love hearing that sound because I know that means this is another edition of the Pro Football Jokes Podcast. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. I am Jump and keeping it 32 on this pod as always. And I have the pleasure of getting to spend some time chatting with the freaking beast himself. Alex? Alex, how you doing? I'm doing great. You know, we're we're, we're getting to that time of year where the, the playoff teams are whittling down to just our Final, final few teams, and uh, it seems like the Pro Football Jokes podcast is go- doing the same thing. Oh yeah, I know, seriously, man. But uh, you know what? We're going to give you the best possible shows left. We save the best games for last. Thankfully, we don't have to watch Titans Houston. Uh, we only want to give you the best quality here on the uh, Pro Football <laughs> Jokes podcast and uh, for the Professional Football League. So, way to go! But overall, this has been a pretty, pretty darn exciting playoffs. I've been uh, thrilled all the way through. Of course, it's nice to not have a team in the race. That way I don't actually have to care on uh, who wins or loses. You know, that's always saves me a whole lot of frustration and probably adds some years to the end of my life. So that's good. That's good. What have been your favorite part so far? Yeah. Uh, I think there's been a lot of exciting games this week. Not as many huge, like games that came down to the wire as you know, last week we got, we got a little spoiled in the wildcard weekend, but definitely some, some intrigue. I mean, uh, I, I think my favorite part has just been the unpredictability of it. It's been a, not not just you know the same old teams that we've uh, come come to know going to the Super Bowl, particularly uh, the Patriots. Um, I, I I honestly enjoy that um, the, the fact that the Patriots are always there. But it's nice to have a little change of pace for this year to be a little just a little bit more unpredictable. Yeah, it is. It is pretty cool, and there's a lot of different things that. Uh have been going on. You see some new faces uh, and people trying to actually uh, maybe write some of their previous um, playoff failures or those that are just kind of becoming big stars and trying to uh, make a name for themselves and prove that uh, they can do it. Uh, let's see. What game do we want to start with first? Uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and, and talk about the uh, wonderful story and they're doing it different than everybody else. Let's talk about the Tennessee Titans. Man, surprisingly even made the playoffs. Now already have won <laughs> two games in the playoffs. This is insane. This is a team that I was just came on late. Again, needed things to break their way, and they are so far making the most of it. What do you uh, see in this Titans run? Uh, well, I mean, you're right there. It's, it's the run game. I mean, they they just haven't had had to even try to throw, to throw the ball, really. I mean, it's not like Ryan Tannehill is really you know playing that poorly. He's just not having to throw the ball. He's just handing it off to Derrick Henry. He's becoming that handoff quarterback that, uh, that, that is successful. Um, and I, I don't know. I think this was a little bit of a collapse by the Ravens. I mean, not like they just completely, it's not like they fell apart, but I, I wouldn't go that far, but I just felt like some uncharacteristic mistakes. They weren't able to be that dominant running game that we expected from them. It's not like the Titans defense has been, you know, some stout force that, you can't you can't run against uh so i i, I was surprised to see the ravens so shut down and yeah, it just was crazy i actually originally i wasn't being able to sit down and watch it from the immediate get-go but i had it on the background while there were some uh friends over and i just kind of glanced at the tv and i was like that's that's weird but, but next time i look i know the ravens will have kind of uh, they'll write the ship and they'll get things rolling uh 
And then when I actually got to sit down and watch it, it just never, never clicked. Uh, obviously, they they were forced into throwing the ball uh, so much more than they, they have in uh, this entire season, really. And not that Lamar did a terrible job doing it, but obviously that's not his skill set, throwing the ball 60 times. He's not that kind of Peyton Manning kind of drop back, throw it every chance you get quarterback. Uh, and I, I, the Titans did it. They, they bullied the, the bully. The Ravens have yeah. been pushing people around all year and running all over them, and the Titans just did a better version of it. Yeah, it was great. I mean, Lamar Jackson had the most combined pass attempts and rushing attempts uh, in a game ever for anyone. I do. That See, that is crazy. <laughs> I didn't hear that said. That is awesome. And again, I am I am not one of those that is jumping on the Lamar can't do it type thing. And I, I think a lot of people just kind of like to say this stuff for hot takes. I don't think there's many people that really believe in that. Uh, but of course, it's disappointing to be the, the best team in football and to have the uh, likely MVP on your team uh, and not even win a game and, and not be even that competitive in the game is um, is kind of wild. Uh, but I, I mean, I think this Ravens team is going to be uh, a team that is going to be around for the next four or five years, which is a, a long time in, in football to be relevant and to be a, a high powered team. So I'm not uh, Ravens fans. I wouldn't uh, cry for, too much. For sure. But uh, it is, you know, a little bit concerning. Just do we know that this team can come from behind? Because that that's the only real question with this team, because they didn't really have to do that during their winning streak. They were just so dominant that they didn't really fall behind and they just were able to stick to their script. But, I mean, we see kind of the, I, I thought it was interesting having this game and then uh, the next morning, or I guess, you know, early afternoon, seeing the seeing the Chiefs uh, and their offense the and, and that contrast that they're able to easily come back in games um, with their high-powered passing attack when the Ravens are, you know, obviously have a completely different offense. And I just, I don't know if it's built. For yeah. And, and that's a fair point. Obviously no, no team has the same sort of speed and high powered weapons all across the board. Like the chiefs do with Andy Reid at the helm. Uh, however, with this Raven squad, uh, especially in a game like this, I, I almost think they, they freaked themselves out more than they actually were like trailing. Uh, I think, I think they got away from their right. style, their system way too early. Uh because again the chiefs i mean they got down so big but it happened so fast and it was over very obvious blunders that they could fix uh and so they felt calm and and used that time unlike the ravens uh did not have the start they initially wanted and seemed like they were quick to abandon their identity i think it's it's more almost if they would have doubled down on it obviously you can't guarantee that they would have won but i i truly believe they would have been more successful doing so yeah, and they definitely had chances. It's not like they couldn't move the ball at all. They, but you know, a few turnovers. I thought that that last fumble by Lamar, I thought was just a, a terrible play because it was he was just like stepping up and he he, he knew the guy was there because he had just like gotten away from him and the guy, you know, Darrell Casey was still up. I think it was Darrell Casey. Um, or actually, I think it might have been Jefferson, Jefferson Simmons. Uh, I don't remember. Um, but whoever it was, 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 had just grabbed him and then came back up, uh, and Lamar just like still held onto the ball and I looking to pass him like, you're, you know, there's a guy right behind you, right? Like, I, I don't know. It was, it was just a little weird moment where I feel like he just, he just got spooked. Or yeah. Something. You know what? I, you know what I blame? I actually blame 
Michael Vick, the the quarterback that he is most often compared to, because Michael Vick would say great things like, you know, I, I can take care of the ball when I need to. Uh, <laughs> and he just kind of listened to that a little, <laughs> a little too much. Uh, or, or perhaps actually maybe, maybe the Ravens should have been the ones that coaxed Marshawn Lynch out of retirement. Cause I mean, he was more touchdowns than the Ravens did. So I don't know. I'm not an NFL GM yet, but I just have those ideas. That's true. Ryan Tannehill had, had more rushing touchdowns than, than the Ravens do. So exactly. Exactly. Uh, but Derek Henry is just uh, a one of a kind back at his size and speed. It's, it's kind of fun to see. Uh, and hopefully he's able to kind of take this punishment and, who knows what the longe- longevity of his career is uh, just playing as physically as does getting the carries, but it, this time he's, he's making the most of this run that they have. And it kind of makes me uh, remember the f- beginning of uh, Leonard Fournette's career yeah, where he just seemed explosive and tough to bring down and football's easy. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's almost kind of a tale of two uh, cities <laughs> there when you see uh, Derrick Henry's slow start now just c- coming onto the scene making a name for himself in a Fournette, not, uh, not so much, not that he's been nothing, but uh, definitely hasn't been the force that uh, people perceived him to be. Uh, but sorry, that's way too much Jaguars talk for uh, the playoffs. <laughs> my fault. Uh, anything else you want to hit on this Titans game? No, I think, uh, I, I, I think, I think we hit enough on the Titans. We'll come back to them when we preview this uh, AFC championship game. Absolutely. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about probably what was the, the, the clearest uh, game of the week. And it was just a, uh, dominant performance by the other one seed, uh, taking out that six seed. Uh, two good rushing teams, the 49ers against the Vikings, but the 49ers, um, not necessarily a crazy blowout win, but was just in control the entire game. Uh, and it's just, uh, I mean, they, they controlled both fronts and uh, they made the Vikings pay. Yeah, I thought this was, uh, you know, a pretty clear beatdown. I mean, the, I, I, Obviously, the Niners didn't like put up a ton of points, but they, it, like you said, they controlled the game from start to finish. They they were able to move the ball and able to run the ball very effectively against the against the Vikings when and completely stopped the the Vikings running game uh, and didn't give and smothered Kirk Cousins as well. Um, I didn't think Kirk played particularly well. Obviously, um, I, I, and then the Vikings' offense was just stuffed, other than that one drive when they got the long touchdown to Stefan Diggs. Um, so I, I thought, I thought it was a pretty easy win for the 49ers. I, I did kind of suspect when I wrote my pick on the, the, the biggest mismatch was the 49ers defensive line against the Vikings offensive line. And that turned out to be true. Um, I think they, the, the, yeah, that was, was it, really was the key. It, was it elf line that had just an awful day that just kept getting roasted. I mean, it was all. Yeah, yeah. Pick anyone, but. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Elfline did get beat on a couple of key plays there. It just um, was. And, it was funny, and I, I had the pleasure of actually watching this in a Vikings bar here in town. And uh, the Vikings fan, I can be honest, it was fun to be around them. Uh, they were, they were in good spirits. Definitely, uh, if they had, if this was the first game of the playoffs and they lost, they would have been devastated. But it was nice they had to win the last week. But uh, they just kind of knew the 49ers had their number. And it's kind of weird. Actually, I mean, like you said, the running game was just not there. And Cook has been such an engine for this Vikings team all season. And they just couldn't get anything going on the ground. And what was also just not even coming close to working were those play-action bootlegs. Uh, yeah. They were just not biting on anything because they didn't they didn't need to bite uh, because the they was jammed up yeah. if they handed it off. And then they just tracked down Kirk Cousins. And it's it's tough for him. He, he moves okay, but he's not uh, Russell Wilson. He's not an escape artist. So, uh, yeah, that, that was just kind of a well-played game by the 49ers. 
kind of the classic one seed versus six seed sort of matchup, even though the Vikings were a pretty solid 16 team uh, and they took care of business. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything the Vikings, you know, usually count on didn't work. The running game, the play action bootleg game, the screen game. I mean, they, they had everything. Yeah, the screens down, were but... just not there. It was, yeah, man. <laughs> Again, they, those 49ers were ready to play. Well job. Yeah. Well done by the coaching staff. They, they almost knew everything that was coming at them. Um, it's just fun to watch good football. And then uh, I one last thing I want to hit on the 49ers is uh, Jimmy G did exactly what I thought Jimmy G would do. Hand the ball off all right, <laughs> and he's going to throw one just disgusting pick to the other team. Uh, and, the, yeah, and the rest of it will be fine. Yeah. Uh, he and Ryan Tannehill are just riding their uh, their the rest of their teams to, to victories here. Yeah. It's uh, it is it is definitely a wild thing, but uh, good on those one seeds. The let's look at the other uh, two seed matchups here. Uh, starting with probably the most, I would say the most exciting, uh, just because I mean you talk about the volume of points and the complete change. Uh, Texans Chiefs. So I was out bowling actually when this game started, and I'm watching. I had the the TV there right next to my lane, so I got to watch all of it, and I just could not believe Texans had a nice drive, get that touchdown. Um, and then of course you get the, the fumble recovery, which is a really nice play by the Texans to score. And then the, the muff punt. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like this is just unbelievable. Everything's going against the chiefs. I was still was saying to my buddy Thomas, there was like, there's a lot of time. I didn't expect it would only take a quarter, uh, <laughs> but man, talk about just everything flipping a switch. The Texans suddenly couldn't do anything and the chiefs could do whatever they wanted. Did you have fun watching this one? I, I did. I mean, I I was rooting for the Texans, obviously, because I'm a big Sean Watson fan. I picked them and needed that to, to get back in the pick and race, but now I'm out of that. That doesn't matter. Uh, but definitely a fun game to watch. Uh, Chiefs were my Super Bowl pick at the uh, beginning of the year, so I did have, uh, uh, you know, I win either way, basically. I, that, that's, how, that's how to set up your picks. Um, but yeah, I think it's. Uh, I, I I thought it was a, a very fun game to watch, but I mean the the Chiefs were clearly the better team, even really at the beginning. I mean the, they had some bad breaks where they had a few drops that ended drives, um, but and then obviously the the block punt, the muff punt, uh, set allowed that the Texans to to jump out to that early lead. But Bill O'Brien's got to go for that when they they had the field goal, they had the fourth and one and. I don't know what made him change his mind uh, on the on the fourth and one play because they were originally going to go for it, and they called timeout and ended up kicking the field goal. But that's kind yeah, of when the game uh, changed. I mean, the, it changed mostly on that that kick return afterwards. Honestly, if they had um, not given up the fifty right. yard return uh, and they just had a normal even a touchback, uh, it just like that gave so much energy that boost again. You know, those those special teamers get get the team so fired up when they're able to get solid field position and everything kind of flipped. I, it was interesting. Yeah. I wasn't, I was surprised he didn't go for it because it seemed like a pretty obvious. That's what everybody's doing. That's a smart call. Like if you're a chiefs fan, you definitely don't want the Texans to go for it. You'd rather them kick it. Like all the signs pointed to that, but it wasn't uh-huh. something in the moment where you're going up essentially four scores. I mean, not technically if you get all those two point conversions, but you figure you'll stop at least one two point conversion type thing. But what I what I found more interesting, and I flip flopped on, when that fake punt happened, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, that was ridiculous. Not only because the positioning, but I was like, man, the the risk on that one to keep their energy moving. And actually, even though it obviously didn't work, I 
I flipped later in the week, kind of thinking about that play. I actually thought it wasn't that bad of a call uh, I, because he just he must have recognized we cannot stop the yeah. Chiefs. We need to keep the ball. We need to get momentum on our side. And honestly, they almost got it. Yeah. If that guy makes a little bit of a move, it kind of escapes that tackle. He had it, and it just his guy didn't make the play. Yeah, I think that was kind of their desperate attempt to keep the momentum. I I like the call. I just it didn't work work out. Obviously. When it doesn't work out, you regret the call. It would be better to have punted in that situation. But I mean, the Chiefs scored seven straight touchdown drives. Like they they weren't winning this game with that their defense. Fake. That sounds fake. <laughs> uh, no, nah, but no, nah, that that was my thing in the moment. Was like, oh man, how can you do this? Like, yeah. Um, but to its credit, in that particular instance, he was playing to win. He knew what he needed to do to win, and they were just unable to do it. And the Chiefs became unstoppable. Yeah, I, I think they, they did mention on the broadcast how they, they kind of hesitated there. It looked like they were you know checking to see if the, they were in the right front, and I think that might have cost them get, getting the first down there. Um, but like you said, like they, they had a good shot at getting the first down. It's just, yeah. it's just a one-on-one situation, and Daniel Sorensen was able to make the tackle. Well, I think this is just – I mean, it's got to be – if you're kind of that electric sort of uh... – second back type uh, former quarterback option. I mean, obviously the best versions of those are like uh, Austin Eckler or uh, Taysom Hill, uh, but those kind of guys that also can sometimes get in on the special teams plays, be those protectors on those punt, but also uh, uh-huh. can can get in on those trick plays. Like they just make such a difference. I mean, even the Rams uh, with Hecker, like having people there that are legitimately capable. Uh, yeah. So those surprises have, have such a great chance, but, they're also in there on normal punts. Like it just kind of, it's such an advantage that uh, I think it's overlooked too often because those players aren't that expensive and there's gotta be more of them out there. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think that's something the Patriots have always put a lot of stock in to get those guys who are good on special teams, whether, I mean, even if, even if it's not just for, you know, fakes and stuff, but just, to be able to to make make plays on special teams like that's such a big part to gain an advantage i think that that is a huge huge value add yeah uh and uh looking forward as well i mean i'm gonna jump uh out of this chiefs game over to the the, the packers seahawks last one because we're talking about special teams we're talking about the best special teamers in the league we got a shout out to my man to our man stallion pride here oren burks man oren look at you all over the field making multiple special teams tackles uh, your name being brought up in the podcast. Yeah, you, you kind of got paralyzed on one play. It happens. You know, you're playing against some better players. Not everything <laughs> should be perfect, but uh, way to go. I'd, I'd have him on my special teams. Uh, hey, I, I would have made that tackle on Russell yeah, we Wilson. All, we all can't but, be, I mean, we all can't I, be you. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's tough to be completely alone in space with Russell Wilson. I'll say that. Uh, put, put in a tough spot. Perhaps he could have done better. But, you know, well, we're proud of you, Orin. It's a good game. Uh, and it was it was fun to see you, see you out there as much as you were. Uh, but this was a fun one. The the Packers Seahawks again. It was a a tale of one team getting up quick, and then it was the the question of can the other team come back? And of course, it turned out to be just a little bit short. But uh, the the weird thing to me is uh, the Seahawks offense. Obviously, their their running game had been just kind of uh, taken down because of injuries. But they're like it, it, they're kind of like the line where we've been the last say, eight years, where we love getting down. And then when we're down so much, we say, you know what, forget it. Let's just go all out. And let's, for us, it's chuck the ball downfield for the Seahawks. It's let Russell Wilson do Russell yeah. Wilson things. 
And it's like, man, if only we would do that from the beginning of the game. Yeah, I mean, I agree that that obviously would have been the best situation. But it's like, what? It's also like, what do you what do you want the offense coordinator to do? Be like, you know what? I'm just not going to do anything all week. I'm just going to say Russell Wilson just go out there and play playground football because that's basically their offense in the second half. But I mean, it, I, t- I take a couple million dollars yeah, to be that guy. I mean, that that's what Stand I would do. I, I, I mean, but that's that's what's effective for them because they don't really have any any actual offense. They just have Russell Wilson making weird plays, running around doing doing his thing, and that that's how they they make plays. They don't really have any you know set plays that that worked in this game. I mean, you'll even see it with like the Packers and things that they've done to various layer um, different various seasons of different successes, obviously, but where they have they've taught their offensive line to block in a little bit different way to help Aaron Rodgers kind of maximize all that time yeah. uh but also have a pretty simplistic offensive call and just allow that um improvisation to kick in more regularly uh and so I don't know if that's something maybe the Seahawks could enter in uh but it was so funny but you can tell I mean the the way Russell was playing in that game was unsustainable like he he had he right. had enough in the tank to win it for sure but he was gassed. Yeah. Like when he took that sack on third and five or whatever it was, he just, it, you knew it was coming. He had too many miracle escapes and just was, I mean, doing everything he could every single play. Yeah. And it, and it takes a toll. So I get not doing that for 60 minutes. Yeah. And yeah, it's tough. That's what I'm saying. It's tough to just do that for the entire game. And yeah. And I, I don't know that, you know, he has that same, you know, just kind of YOLO man- mentality, the, the entire game, if it, you know, it's a close game early in the game that, you know, he's pitching it to guys as he's running. I, I don't think he's, he's going to do that. He's, he wants to take care of the ball. and He's if, not going to Josh it, Allen pitch it. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> not, not quite. Um, but yeah, I, I, the Packers are, are the better team here because mostly they're just the healthier team, but that that's yeah. what, what got them over the hump. I, I honestly, I think that the Seahawks would have been the better matchup for the 49ers just because they're a division opponent. They played them close twice. Um, even though they are banged up and the 49ers are clearly way more talented. I think the Seahawks had a better chance to give them a close game. Uh, even uh, though I do think the Packers were, were the better team. In this, this I, I absolutely look forward to having an exact replica of the first Niners Packers game of the year. <laughs> I would be. I know it's playoff football. I know we want to be close. There's only two games, but like that would be just. Uh, that would be magical. Being honest here, but you know we'll see what we get. I think the Packers will try some different things, and and perhaps it'll it'll work out for them a, a little bit differently here. But uh, yeah, I, I I agree. The Seahawks had it's tough to say that. I mean, they played them tough twice, and the Packers did not play them tough once. So. Uh, <laughs> We'll see if the Packers learn from their mistakes. Again, obviously their offensive weapons are a little bit limited, uh, but uh, some of their uh, down the depth chart wide receivers have been stepping up here and there. Adams looked looked amazing uh, at the wide receiver position, and you always expect their running game to be all right. Uh, it's been obviously a, a key to their success this uh, season. Yeah, definitely. The, they, they definitely need to lean on Aaron Jones in order to, for them to – to be competitive in the in this game 
Yeah, but I, I'm so let's go and kind of slide into that preview there for for this upcoming week. Yeah, uh, you you think about the 49ers completely shutting down Dalvin Cook and a pretty solid Vikings run game. Uh, what do you expect them to do to this Packers thing? Do you really think that uh, the Packers will be able to get anything going on the ground? Uh, it's it's gonna be tough. I I kind of agree with you that I think it this could could be a blowout. I I would not be surprised at all. Um, the good news is that the Packers' offensive line I think is playing better than they were earlier in the year. Um, granted, you know, 49ers are just such a tough matchup. They're they're fully healthy now. Um, you know, they really got healthy just in time for this playoff a- action. Um, and their defense looked as good last week as it had all season. Um, uh, yeah, I, I find it tough. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to really need to find some magic, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's going to be tough for I just don't think they have the, the weapons to match up with this 49ers defense. And even though Aaron Rodgers played pretty well this past week, but it's still not like the old Aaron Rodgers that I'm like, feel like he can just take over a game. Um, he just, he just looked like a good quarterback. Um, so I don't think that's enough against this 49ers defense. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. It's it's fair. I would uh, strongly favor the 49ers uh, in in this ball game, and I'd be very surprised to uh, see anything different. Uh, I mean, I, I I definitely think it'll be kind of like this Vikings game where the Viking where the 49ers are just kind of in control. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, perhaps the the 49ers front was just so dominant because they had that buy and that time to prepare. Maybe they'll be a little less fresh this week. Uh, however, I, I do think just they're, they're healthy, they're ready to go and uh, should take care of business. But uh, look at the flip side, uh, the AFC uh, game, we got the Titans going against the Chiefs. Can this Titans run continue, Alex? Man, it's going to be tough. Uh, but if there is, if the Chiefs have a weakness, it's their run defense. So that, that bodes well for the, for the Titans, but I feel like the Chiefs. You just got to load up against Derrick Henry. That's what you got to do. I mean, I I think the Chiefs could win this either way. They could play it one of two ways. They could just say, "Hey, Derrick Henry, you can run on us, but you guys aren't going to outscore us." That's kind of what the Patriots sort of did. There, they said, "You know, we'll let Derrick Henry get his yards, but they're not going to get a ton of points because we're going to shut down the the passing game completely." Um, and that kind of worked for the Patriots. They just couldn't quite score enough points. Um, but I think the yeah. Th- t- t- go ahead. Talking about that for just a second, like it was it was incredible in that Patriots game. Like obviously his yards were awesome, and they with that last turnover got up to twenty points. But they kept them obviously well within manageable points for an offense like the Chiefs to win. The Patriots defense did, which is better than this Chiefs defense. Right. Uh, but what was incredible in that game with how many yards Henry was getting, the time of possession still favored the Patriots. Like for the longest time, until yeah. Vrabel did that little like waiting for two minutes type gimmick to kind of even it out a little bit more. Yeah, like that's that was one of the things. Normally, when a team is running as well as the Titans did, you think their time of possession is crazy high, and it just wasn't. So I, I th- if I think it's like that, where time possession is even or even slightly favoring the Chiefs, especially with how fast the Chiefs' offense goes, uh, that the Chiefs will be all right. Yeah, I mean, I think the Chiefs could definitely go about it that way, but honestly. I'd say the, what would be even safer for the Chiefs is just to try to completely load up against the run and force Ryan Tannehill to beat you. And if he does, then you're going to play, and the Titans are going to get some quick scores, and you're playing a high-possession game where you 
where you're in a shootout. And I feel like that's a game the Titans that the Chiefs should be able to win. Um, Wait, you're saying you're going to take Patrick Mahomes against Tannehill <laughs> in a shootout? I know uh, we make a lot of pro football jokes here, Alex, but come on. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it's tough, but I mean, that that's what the Chiefs, I think you get enough possessions. I think the Chiefs are going to score in most of them. So that's, I think that's just a safer option. And you playing a low possession game, that's kind of what the Titans want. And then all it takes is one or two mistakes. And then the Titans could, could get into this. Uh, I think if you're the Chiefs, you want you want that high possession game where it's going back and forth. Yeah, I do. I do agree with that. I think that's a really good point. It just allows more opportunity for their speed uh, to get out and make make those plays. And like as I think Tyreek Hill said today, they feel unstoppable, and they, and they should. Uh, I mean, it would be silly for any football team to feel like they can be stopped. Obviously, Derrick Henry l- runs like nobody can tackle him because very few people can. Uh, and uh, it'll it'll be kind of a fun fun matchup. You got two completely different sort of uh, makeups of of teams here. And you know what? I'm rooting for Andy Reid. I was a big fan of his Eagles teams uh, back in the day. Thought he had a lot of fun there and, and creative things going on. And uh, these Chiefs teams have been just a, a joy to watch as well for the most part. So. Uh, it's all uh, yeah, it's all pretty good. There should be some good football. The jump pass by Derrick Henry was yeah, a great, absolutely. great move, though. That was a great move. I, I almost <laughs> forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, that, that, that was a fun play. I, I always love seeing the stat lines where it's like rush for 180 yards and a passing touchdown. Or like Taysom Hill's <laughs> stat line yep. in the Saints-Vikings game where it's 50 yards passing, 50 yards rushing, receiving <laughs> touchdown. Like all that stuff is that's, – that's a good joke. Yeah, that, that's definitely fun. Yeah, I'm excited for football. Um, but there are some other things happening that are not involved with actual football games because most of the teams are uh, done playing football for the year and they are focused on their futures. And, of course, the Cleveland Browns strategically waited to hire someone so they could have a pick of everybody. And they got to watch the showdown between two of their coaching candidates or people that they had their eyes on between the defensive coordinator for the 49ers and the offensive coordinator for the uh, Vikings. And of course the defensive coordinator held them to 10 points and the offensive offensive corner put up like 10 points and uh, no yards, but they decided let's go with the guy that lost. Let's have him run our franchise. We're the Browns. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like they, they feel like they, they wanted to watch the game to see who fits more with their culture. And they're like, Oh, this Kevin Stefanski guy, I mean, he, he fits right in with what we've been doing. So why don't we hire him? Bingo. Or maybe they're just and, impatient. They're like, we're not going to wait two more weeks for the 49ers to be done with football. So let's just go ahead and yeah, bite the bullet. We'll get Kevin I, in here. I mean, yeah, they're worried. You know, people are going to poach their choices. Somebody's going to last minute fire their coach and hire both Sala and Stefanski. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Stefanski, like, I don't know a, a ton about him other than the, the things that are really good to see uh, this year. Uh, it was interesting to me that he kind of was partnered with Kubiak, and it was something that worked out uh, pretty well for them in Minnesota. I think he did a good job. Seems interesting to kind of take part of a – take one of the pa- parts of that partnership and then make him the head of the whole sort of shindig there. So it kind of seems a little bit odd for me, but uh, I'm – don't think it can get much worse than the previous coaches they have there, so that should <laughs> should be good for him. You think? How do you think he'll fare there in uh, Cleveland? Yeah, it's an interesting decision, especially when they're so you know they they have Paul Depodesto who wants to go with the analytics heavy, but 
you know, Stefanski's kind of the opposite of that. He 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 wants to run the ball a lot. He, uh, I mean, the play action game is good, um, but I, I don't know. I I think it's a it's a little bit of a strange fit. I I I, I still reserve judgment on Stefanski too. Um, you know, he hasn't been an offensive coordinator for very long. You know, but. Uh, I he did he didn't improve the running game. I think it's good news for Nick Chubb. Again, Nick Chubb and Green um, Hunt liking the running game is probably a good thing. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I just I don't know. Uh, I don't know that it's it's a great system to develop a quarterback in. You know, get them in that play action game where they're comfortable. I I don't know. It's it's a I I always find it just a little bit. You know, watching the Vikings offense that it's just hard to get get the quarterback in a, in a huge rhythm um but the good the good the news is the organization it. is very calm you rarely hear anything about them the wide <laughs> receivers just show up they work hard you know they're not they're not freaking out about anything the quarterback himself is just <laughs> down to earth grinding away yeah. so i mean all those things have them set up for success so i don't know how it could fail yeah and, you know it's it's a very similar type of offensive skill set too like the they got the two receivers they got the run the star running back the offensive line isn't great um i, I feel like it, it's, it's very similar to what he had to work with in in minnesota um so i mean i, I guess from that perspective it makes sense but i don't know i i just i wasn't all that impressed with the vikings offense i thought it was good but i i don't know i Do you, i wonder if in it I wonder if in his interview they asked him, what is your stance on players taking the helmet of another player and swinging it at them? And he said, I'm against it. They're like, you're hired. (laughs) Good. Our last coach didn't have any understanding about that. (laughs) Thought it was funny. Yeah. My gosh. Well, I I guess that's what the Browns. That happened this football season. It did. I was Garrett. Yep. And... Is he going to play again next year? I, so. I would assume so, but we'll see. Golly. Good good times. Good jokes. Uh, but they're the Browns. Uh, things will have to change. We'll have to see some different results in order to really start believing in them. They got a bunch of different talent. They still have some holes on that team. Again, everybody got a little too excited this year uh, about them just in general. But it, it's it's always fun to get excited about a team. We kind of want the new hot team to, to pop up, and uh, it was not them this year uh there, there's some other uh player personnel movements around the uh nfl circles uh and some things that are super surprising so i want to talk about the thing that was definitely the most surprising and the most important as you talk about uh, i mean big name players talking about kind of that uh, borderline hall of fame type players you know those kind of things uh doing uh making interesting choices so of course i'm talking about uh chad johnson's desire to try out for the xfl uh, as a kicker yeah, I, I did. I did hear about that. That 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 is uh, that's fun. I'm I'm going to the first uh, DC Defenders game on the on the eighth. I'm pretty excited about that. Oh dang, man! You can become their big fan. Become oh fan. yeah, I'm, they're going to be X, XFL champs. Got got a lot of got Cardale Jones on the team. Uh, oh, lot, I'm, lot I'm actually a fan. I might be a DC Defender fan. Oh, good times. Yeah, jump jump on the bandwagon, dude. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump on the band. We'll, we'll 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 invest in some swag. Should have done that for our secret Santa. Big mistake. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that'll be fun. That'll be cool to go to that game. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that he's going for this kicker position at forty two. But I mean, I'm <laughs> sure his legs are strong, and you know, we'll see. Who knows? Yeah, remember when he tried to play soccer? 
yeah, that was interesting. He's an interesting <laughs> guy. Uh, but uh, he is. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously he's a good competitor. He's been in huge moments, but uh, I don't know what his mental makeup is in terms of, like a kicker going out there and having a game winning kick on the line, those kind of things. Cause it takes a very interesting, unique human being to be able to uh, put up with that kind of stuff. So who knows? Best of luck to him. Should be entertaining. And another little piece of kind of interesting news. Uh, I think this guy, Lucas Keekley, something like that, just decided he doesn't want to play football anymore. I don't yeah. know much about uh, that. Yeah. Should I care about that? A little surprising. <laughs> yeah, why don't, why don't we talk about it? You know, a couple uh, players uh, who are the best at their position, one of the, you know, some of the best at their position, retiring under 30 in the NFC South. I mean, Luke Keekley and, and Zach Line, the, the Saints fullback. I mean, big, big week for NFC South uh, retirements. Uh, I, I think this is a, the, the Luke Keekley news is definitely, you know, was, was a pretty big shock. I mean, not nearly to the level of, of Andrew Luck doing it, you know, right before the season and obviously being a, being a quarterback is bigger news. But um, I think, you know, it's a trend that the leagues, that some players are just going to value their their health and their long term. They, they obviously have that financial stability at this point. And they're willing to walk away from the game at a, you know, a younger age. Yeah, it is kind of odd. And, and you think about someone that played that linebacker position, he's as physical as he is. And it's one of those things where, I mean, he's constantly battled different injuries and, of course, put his head uh, in the line of fire a lot of times there on the football field. Uh, and it's just one of those where, I mean, I, at 28, being able to kind of make that decision and want to go enjoy other things, it's kind of tough to blame him, especially when you look at the squad that they have in Carolina. Uh where they're kind of in flux and you don't necessarily know what's going to happen. You're not necessarily fighting for a Super Bowl next year. Uh, and, you know, why not just uh, move on? Yeah. I mean, if I could retire at 28, then I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, we'll go just ahead. Just kidding. I'd stay here at Pro Football Jokes. Yeah, we'll go ahead. And uh, yeah, Luke Keekley, we know you're listening. Uh, thanks. It's been fun to watch you. Uh, and if you are interested – and interning with us at Pro Football Jokes. If you're getting bored in retirement, please let us know. You can fill out an application, and uh, we'll get back to you. Just go ahead and tweet us at uh, Pro Football Jokes. Yeah, there, we we got a spot. We got some spots open. You can uh, replace our replace our unpaid intern. Yeah, exactly. You just got to be able to show up for a couple podcasts. That's about all we need you to do. <laughs> Should be good. And actually, know what an overreaction is. I'm sure you can handle that. It's not too crazy hard. Yeah. Uh, well, then, yeah, we'll go with that. Speaking uh, about overreactions, Alex, you kind of hyped this one up, man. I'm excited to hear what your overreaction is. All right. Well, now I feel like there's some pressure. There is me, pressure. But... Chad Johnson, so... <laughs> game-winning kick. <laughs> so I was listening to a podcast uh, on my way back from work, um, and I-, I won't name any names, but one of the guys on the podcast is a 49ers fan, and they're like – on. The, the the other people on the podcast are like, you know, congratulations on your 49ers making the, the NFC championship game. And he's like, thanks. You know, it's, it's, it's been a while for us Niners fans. And I, and I just listened to that and was like, it's been a while for Niners fans. They were in the NFC championship game six years ago, six years ago. And they were, they were in three straight. They went three NFC championship games missed five years and now they're back in the nfc championship game and he says it's been a while for them they've been to four in nine (laughs) years four out of nine the you know the last time the redskins or the lions 
have been in an NFC championship yeah. game. 1991, they played each other. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. No, because we weren't born then. But, but the Niners have been a while when they've been on four out of nine. Four out of nine? They had to go through five years. Was that a tough five years for him? Oh, my, oh my God. Sorry. Well, it's good. To, it's always great when the Patriots fans are talking about, man, we have to play in the wild card round for the first time in a decade. And I'm like, shoot, man. I even have to like question, did we make the playoffs in the last decade? It's like, okay, yeah, we did a couple times, but like, shoot, we haven't made it out of the wild card round. And it's not, oh man, that kind of stuff is insane. You guys enjoy your spoiled fan bases. We're the true fans living and dying by all these things. It's great. DC defenders, here we go. Don't break up yeah, that. They're, they're going to win. win oh the gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, gosh. That's ridiculous. Well, my overreaction uh, is I got two. I got two. It's tough to pick. There's one that I told you before the podcast. Alex was, let's say, in short, and then I'll actually go to this uh, other one that really really popped in my head, which the first one is, uh, you know what? Don't use a roster spot on a punter. Let's go ahead, cut the position, play it like you're playing Madden against your buddies. Nobody ever wants to punt in Madden. Just go for it. Just throw the ball. There's so many pass interference things that happen that are random garbage stuff. Go, Just go for it and know it. Like, that'll change your third down play calls. Like, if you know you're going for it on fourth down, it'll change what you're doing. Uh, you get that extra down on offense. So, just no more punters. We're going for everything. All right? You can you can have a guy back there like maybe like a Ben Roethlisberger type that can pooch punt it or something like that at the desperate times, you know, kind of for a, a surprise. But that is uh, much more rare uh, than an actual punt. So that should be the goal there. But the other overreaction I'm having is if your team is down one score and you're going to win the game, if a player on your team drops a wide open first down pass, you've lost. Just turn it off. That's it. <laughs> don't don't even bother watching anything else. You're going to get frustrated. But but the game's over. You, th- you, you go back to Tom Brady trying to hit Wes Welker. You go to him even trying to hit Julian Edelman this year. You go to whoever that random – eight string wide receiver was for the Seahawks that dropped the open one. If, if it happens Malik like Turner. that, just go. Yeah. Just go ahead. Turn it off. Say hey, it was fun. The, the, just don't, don't do it to yourself, guys. It's tough. Yeah. I, I, I like that. That that's true. It's uh, the, the, the drop is it's just such a deflating play for the, for the offense when, when the receiver drops in that situation. I mean, it throws off the play calling rhythm. It throws off the momentum of going forward. It's that let down and you got to try and ramp back up. It's yeah, it's just awful. The other thing is I think the Seahawks would have won the, uh, the uh, football game. If Russell Wilson didn't get sacked on third down, I'm not even saying if he got the first down there on that last drive, I think if he had not gotten sacked, they would have gone for it on fourth down. And I, think I, I agree with you. But, uh, what can you do? He was tired and the, the Packers made the plays they needed to win. Like the Packers have not been a sexy team all year, but they have made plays to win football games. So as much as I don't like them, congrats on getting smoked by the 49ers. <laughs> oh, that's nice, Jack. Yeah, that's always good. It's been a while for the 49ers, so you want to give it to them. Come on. Yeah. Definitely. We, feel, we feel bad. We feel it, guilty. It's a pain um, franchise. It's only their five Super Bowl rings. Yeah, seriously, those chumps. <laughs> we haven't even looked at a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> means gotta love it though gotta love it this next year's our year we're getting we're gonna retool matt patricia is doing the classic 
tank the team, and then we're going to be that surprise 19-0 team next year. Yeah, that that thing that's common that happens a lot. I think that'll that'll be us this year. Uh, anything else that we should uh, hit before we wrap? No, I'm done. Right. Done after that 49ers rant. Yeah, it's I, fair. You know what? It's been a long time. It won't be a long time till our next podcast. Everybody, thank you for listening. Please subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends all those good things. Please tweet us at Pro Football Joke if there's anything that's going on. If you are outraged by this 49ers fan or podcast. Let us know about it because it is absolutely ridiculous that they said it. If you want to join us at a DC <laughs> Defenders game, uh, go ahead. We'll put a uh, something out there on Twitter. You can come join us at that. Become big fans with us. But uh, once again, thanks for listening. For Jump, for Freaking Beast, uh, and for the rest of us pro football jokes, everybody, have a good night. Enjoy some Cokes. Make it uncomfortable to be every day, man. In spirit, I find it hard to be masked. Toughness, enthusiasm. Yeah! 